Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. We have got a discussion now to talk about the National Heritage Board's refreshing of the Ungmokyo Heritage Trail. Joining us now in the studio to talk about it is Tan Jeng Woon, the manager for education and community outreach for the National Heritage Board, and Robin Chua, who is the co-founder of Kebun Baru Bird Singing Club. Welcome to you both. It is great to have you on today. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yes, thank you for good, having me. Good morning, Robin. Great to have you as well. And uh, Jeng Moon, let's let's start with you first. Tell us about what was done to the Angmokyo Heritage Trail. Um, so this Angmokyo Heritage Trail is indeed a refresh. Um, the original version was first published in uh, 2011. And what we did for this refresh is that we wanted to tell new tales for the town's heritage and history. Um, and we also tried to include more lesser-known facts and interesting stories from the community as well. So were there actually stories that weren't known by the community before that are now? Mm, yes, definitely. So during um, the, the whole process of this refresh, we did a lot of research. And from our research, we did find some interesting stories. So the the favorite story that I have from my mm. research was this that um, um, there was a hidden cache of artworks that were um, stowed away in the Angmokyo area. Um, mm. I think closer towards the Serangoon site, Lorong Chuan area today. Okay. Um, this hidden cache of artwork belongs to a very famous Chinese painter. His name is Xu Pei Hong, and um, mm. he he does frequent um, Singapore a lot during the 30s and 40s to like um, to conduct art exhibitions to raise money for the Sino-Japanese War. And um, just before the Japanese arrived, he was in, in Singapore at the time. So, you know, in order to escape, he, he had to hide his his art his artworks wow, wow. and his tools, right? So um, a good friend of his, uh, who was the principal of Chongbun Chinese School uh, back then, um, offered to, you know, hide hide all these items for him in the Angmokyo area. And that's quite an interesting story, I believe. That's fascinating. That's an extraordinary yeah, story. Yeah. That is an extraordinary so story. How many paintings was it? Do you know? Um, like many, I'm, many? I'm, I'm not not sure how many there were, but there was a famous one that, that is now currently back in China. Yeah. Well, before we bring in Robin, who is the co-founder of Kebun Baru Bird Singing Club, which I know is a prominent and proud uh, tradition in Angmokyo. Just give us a brief overview of mm-hmm. some of the highlights of the Angmokyo Heritage Trail. Sure. So for the highlights of this new refresh of Angmokyo Heritage Trail, we do have um, three newly curated thematic routes that we have um, put into as part of this feature for the trail. Mm. So one of them is called Iconic Landmarks, where it brings people to take a look at, you know, what are some of the iconic achievements of Angmokyo New Town when it was first built. Um, the second one is um, Hidden Heartland Gems. So this trail brings people to see sites around Angmokyo that actually carry um, little heartland uh, stories that, you know, people might just um, glance over and not not realise, you know, there's such um, deep history related to it, uh, in fact. And the third trail is actually called Scenic Fringes. So this brings people to the outskirts of Angmokyo town. So it's closer to like the the housing estate area, Salita Hills, Lower Pierce Reservoir area. Yeah, and I, I like that one a lot because it's very scenic and it's very different, but it is still part of Ang Mokyo's history. So we hmm. wanted to bring that out as well. Hmm. Yeah, the, the the actual 
physical trail was anything done to the actual the walking areas the things like that or is it just placards and and stories that have been enhanced is there a physical change that's happened that people would recognize physical change maybe we did uh, update our trail markers mm-hmm. yeah so these are the physical presence of the trails in uh, um, in Angmokyo on site yeah. um, we have updated the, the design um, we have more pictures that were you know a lot of them were contributed from the stakeholders themselves mm. so for example we do have two new um, heritage trail markers. One is uh, Church of Christ the King and the other one is of a joint temple, Liu Xun San He Miao. So, for example, for the Church of Christ the King, um, we have photos of, you know, the original building when it was first built in 1982. It's very mm. different from what it looks like today. Mm. And we also talk about, actually, this hidden heartland gem aspect of this church is that it is home to two um, uh, artifacts, actually. So one of them being the statue of Christ the King, which is on the balcony outside. And another is of the icon of the Mother of Perpetual Help. Mm. It is in the sanctuary. So we do take photos of those and then we have them on the markers so that, you know, people who are walking by are able to see it and, you know, learn a little bit more about this site. Yeah. And just briefly, nice. Jengwen, yeah. how does the Kebun uh, Baru Bird Singing Club fit into the trail? Right. So Kebun Baru Bird Singing Club is one of the 13 new heritage sites that we uh, managed to uh, find out and include into this refresh. Hmm. Yeah. And during our um, research, we also uh, spoke to Mr. Chua, Mr. Robin Chua with us today. Um, and he did manage to share a lot of, you know, um, stories relating to how he interacted with the enthusiasts and things like that. And all this story is very important to how we craft mm-hmm. and uh, include the story of Kebun Baru Bird Singing Club. In well, our let's, let's hear from him now. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Robin Chua is with us, the co-founder of the Kebun Baru Bird Singing Club. Uh, what does this refresh mean to you and your club members? Well, I'm, I'm very delighted that this time around, uh, our club is included in the trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, uh, when the trail existed, we, we were not in there. So you sound a little bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he not included the first time? Wanting, wanting to be in there, sure. Well, it's such a popular yeah. landmark, you know, and a hmm. facility where lots of tourists will come. Uh, they will head for there hmm. uh, because they're always looking for off the beaten track sites. They don't want the, the usual sites. So I, I usually ask them uh, how they get to know the club. They say, oh, either through the internet or through a travel publication or through their friends. You know, when their friends heard that they're uh, coming out to Singapore, they will tell them, no, you're going out to Singapore, you must go to this bird singing club, you know, you must go and see the birds. You know? So that's how uh, our, the name of our club gets around. Well, I believe it's the largest bird singing uh, area arena in Singapore. It's the largest one. How did you get involved with it? What, what's your story to the bird singing club? Well, I, uh, I'm a community volunteer, and, and the, the, actually the activity there started way back in the 1978-79, you know, and they built from there, and uh, there, there, there were some issues uh, that the residents were not happy, things like that. So my member of parliament at that time uh, told me, Lopin, why don't you look into it and see what you can do? So that's how I got a few friends together. We brainstormed what to do, and we decided to get it registered. Mm. So Rob, that's how I got involved. Robin, the, the bird singing club, for those who aren't familiar with it, is an, a huge kind of field area with lots of long, tall poles on that people can come and bring their bird cages and let their birds 
sing, right? Is that yeah. is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. How many poles do you have for those bird cages? Do you do you know the number? Yeah, we we have about four hundred uh, uh, poles. Four hundred for, wow. for these uh, these birds. These birds are known as zebra doves. Okay, um, but because of uh, some of them have collapsed, okay. so they're they're less than four hundred poles now. Yeah, but we have different sections for uh, other species of songbirds. Oh, is that right? So they yeah. all get together and then they sort of start ta- singing to each other. Is that the idea? No, only the species will will sing to, uh, together. Different, Correct. You don't mix up the species. I right. see, yeah. I see. Yeah. And is it full every day or every weekend? How many of those 400 poles are occupied? We are open every day, mm. but the best time to go is uh, on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, or public day, mm. a public holiday morning. And anyone uh, can go? Anyone can go. The yeah. admission is free. Nice. And on the weekends, you get the most birds and the most number of people will be there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's much more things to see. Yeah. How, how long has it been there now, Robin? How well, long has the bird... Uh, the bird have been there since uh, early, uh, late ni- 1970s. Right, right. Wow, right. 1970s, huh? That's yeah. extraordinary. And you said you get visitors from all over the world. Tell us about some of the tourists or visitors that have come down to the Kebambaru yeah. Bird Singing Club. Yeah, we get visitors from as far as Peru, um, Poland... Well, there are lots of uh, uh, Germans as well as French people. Yeah, we get some Dutch people. <laughs> Wait, the Germans so. are strange people? Is that what you meant? <laughs> French, French, <laughs> Germans, and French people. <laughs> oh, French people! They yeah. said they were strange people. <laughs> well, they can be. They can be. They can. And be. those Brits too. You got to watch out for the Brits. Yeah, they're very they're strange. And they, they are quite fascinated because uh, they, they they do keep birds, but their birds are all kept in a uh, aviary. Mm. Not uh. not. Not one one single bird in a cage, mm. so that's the difference, and and, and they're quite intrigued by it. I'm just curious yeah. to know how is it maintained, how is it managed? Is it all volunteers? Do you do you have full time staff? How does it work? Because it's so big, as Glenn mentioned. Mm. Well, the, the players, the bird players, they, they will maintain their birds themselves. Right. So the facility is free. Uh, my committee just uh, make sure that the place is well maintained. The grass is cut. The trees are pruned. Um, so, is it part we, of the URA or um, overseen by the URA or the no? Or we the government? Have, we got government agencies to help us. Yeah, right, yeah. So we got the town council to prune uh-huh. the trees and sure. uh, and cut the grass. Yeah. So there are two agencies involved. One is the NPARKS, the other one is the Amokyo yeah, Town Council. Uh, the town council. So yeah. we are quite yeah. happy about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. nice. Jake Wood, let me ask yeah. you this: yeah. It's the Amokyo Heritage Trail. It's just been refreshed. Mm. The question that I want to know and Glenn wants to know in particular, <laughs> Ang Mo Kiel, have you got any closer to working out the origin, the etymology of this phrase? I know it's been referred to tomatoes. I know it's been referred to red-haired Caucasians. I know it's even been referred to bridges. Have mm. we got any closer to working out the origin of Ang Mo Kiel? Actually, that's a very good question. We Thank tried you. to ask and, like, you know, try to answer that question during our research as well. Um, unfortunately, we still don't have any concrete evidence from our research. But um, in our companion guide, we do have a whole section dedicated to the different myths that are surrounding mm. this origin Give story. Us a few. Yeah, so for example, you were talking about you know Caucasians and bridges, right? Mm. So um, there is a popular theory that you know Ang Mo Kyo means Caucasians bridge, mm. um, and people thought that you know maybe this Caucasian might have referred to sir, red hair or something. Yes, so is, is that, uh, that's what I heard. Right? Yeah, particularly yeah. Sir John Turnbull Thompson because mm. he was the one who actually um, was the first one to map 
out Amokya uh, in 1844. And this was also the first time we saw the use of the name Amokya. Uh, um, and the bridge that most people would be referring to would be the, the bridge that he was in charge of developing and it was called Red Bridge. But this red bridge from our research, we noticed that it's actually in the Kampung Java area. So that's like KK Hospital. Ah. Yeah, so it is very far from where Ang Mokyo is. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, that, that myth has been debunked. Yeah. Robin, you live in Ang Mokyo, yes? <laughs> yeah. What is your theory? <laughs> what do you think it means? Well, well, think? I heard from some of the older people who lived there before. Um, they said that, that actually there was a steel bridge. So it's some kind of uh, modern, more more modern bridge, and uh, so they, they they think it's built by Europeans. Mm. So that's why they call it Amo Kyo mm. Bridge, mm. but not Amo Kyo, which yeah. is means uh, European bridge. Yeah, modern bridge. So so that that's the story I heard. You know. <laughs> Do you know where that bridge was? That bridge was actually at the start of the Kalang River. The Kalang River starts from the McRitchie Reservoir. Right. So uh, it, it cuts across Amokyo Avenue 1. Mm. So the bridge was somewhere Upper Thompson Road and Amokyo Avenue 1, somewhere okay. there. Yeah. So not the Kampong Java one? Yeah. No. Different one. Yeah. Yeah, Can I ask, one. Robin, have you always lived in Amokyo or around Amokyo? Uh, I previously lived in the, the Antopayo, right. but uh, in the 19th... What are, what are right so- here, you've, you've come home. Yeah. To Topayo. <laughs> yeah, today. So Welcome. I was going to ask you, what are your, some, of, some of your favourite highlights about Ang Mokyo? Some of your favourite things in Ang Mokyo? Well, Ang Mokyo um, has uh, quite a number of uh, coffee shops that sells very good food. Um, the area where the Bersing Club is located, we have a neighbourhood restaurant. We have three coffee shops. And... Uh, we have a supermarket, we have a food center, so there, there, there are lots of things uh, to do when the visitors go there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's the place to go. It's the place to go. What is it, um, when you think about living in Ongmokyo, and I, I can ask this to both of you, mm. what, is, what is special? You know, we, we talk about the kampong spirit in many areas of Singapore, and of course many people are sad that the kampong spirit is gone now, etc., in many places uh, where it maybe formerly was, but what is it about the spirit or the mindset of, of Ongmokyo that, that makes it unique to Singapore? Of course, everybody has their own favorites for where they live. What is mm. it about Ongmokyo? I think for Amokyo, um, when we were doing our research, we managed to speak to a lot more interviewees this time round, mm. and we were managed, we were able to like capture a lot of the the kampong life that spanned, you know, before, during, and after the war and into the nineteen sixties um, during our interviews. And from there, we managed to see a lot more to the kampong life um, mm. than than especially for younger folks like me who. Uh, that we're not familiar with. So, example, um, we got stories from, you know, um, from former residents talking about kampong weddings and things like Mm. that. Yeah, and we do have a photo of that in our companion guide as well. And I think... in terms of the kampong spirit, you still can see it in, um, especially in places such as like the Joint Temple, Ang Mokyo Joint Temple. Yeah, um, uh, there are, you know, gatherings of former kampong residents that are still happening to this day. So the kampong spirit, in that sense, it is still very strong in Ang Mokyo. But there is also this whole um, pioneering of the, the HDB estate sort of um, mm. angle as well. You know, that's why we have this iconic landmarks um, trail as well, right? So mm. there are things like the um, Ang Mokyo Town Council, for instance. Um, 
it is the place, Ang Mokyo was the place where, you know, this whole town council um, concept was piloted as well. So Ang Mokyo is uh, the new place to be, right? Even till today, there are a lot of um, redevelopments happening in the area. So you can see, you know, Ang Mokyo is always vibrant and always revitalizing itself. And mm. I think it still stays very relevant to this day to Singaporeans and to their residents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of revitalizing, you've just done Ang Mokyo, refreshed mm-hmm. that trail. Yeah. Previously, you refreshed the Topayu Trail, That's which right. is excellent, where we are right now. What is the criteria you look for when you decide, okay, this particular area needs a refresh, needs a revamp, and which ones are next? Mm. So for our heritage trails, um, we have been doing this since 1999. So um, th- these trails do need a refresh from time to time because, you know, over the years, new materials come in and new research can be done as well. New information can be um, unearthed, right? So um, we have been doing this for a very long time. Um, the criteria is that, you know, it, it, we do need some time, yeah, before, for, before we refresh it. Um, and the next one... Um, most likely okay we do have a new one that's upcoming uh, Changi Heritage Trail oh right yeah, yeah um, nice. most likely towards um, end of this year or early next year right and uh, afterwards we do have a refresh of the Yishun Heritage Trail nice yeah, nice that one was also first published in 2011 if I'm not wrong yeah, yeah so it is due for a refresh I look forward to the yeah. Changi one must yeah. come back on for that That'll be so great. much history yeah, yeah absolutely Beautiful. We, we are going to leave the conversation there but our thanks to Tan Jeng Woon, who's the manager for education and community outreach at the National Heritage Board, and Robin Chua, the co-founder of the Kebun Baru Bird Singing Club. The topic is the refreshing of the Angmokyo Heritage Trail. Everybody get out there. Go over and see Robin at the Bird Singing Club and uh, enjoy your day. Thanks so much to both of you for being on today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.